Hello and welcome to the Holy Hour, the bi-weekly all-cure podcast. I'm Gavin, and thanks so much for joining us. If this is your first time coming on by, welcome. And uh, if you're a regular listener, welcome back. We have a wonderful episode for you guys. Before we dive in, though, gotta give a big shout-out to our Patreon crew. If you're curious about joining the Patreon for the Holy Hour, I strongly advise you to go on over to patreon.com slash the Holy Hour podcast. There you will be in great company with people such as Donna, Craig, Jeff Hilton, Jeff Cortland Jones, Sue, Ben, John, Allison, Alan, Dione, and Namicio, and Danny, and Coulter, and Matt Ford, and our newest member, Tom, who also happens to be this week's guest, and you'll get to know Tom real well in the next hour or so. Tom is a lovely fella, so welcome to the family. And Dana is also one of our faithful Patreon members. She's based out of lovely Austin, Texas, and is a motion designer and animator, and you should totally check out her webpage. It's at graphics.tv. That's graphics with an X. TV. And uh, there you can see some of her super talented artwork, and you can also reach out to her if you are in need of an animator or motion designer to promote your business or project. Her clips are super rad and eye-catching, will take your business to the next level, so go check out her work and her motion graphics reel at graphics.tv. Scott is the co-host of one of my all-time favorite podcasts. It's an all-Star Wars podcast called the Sarlacc Digest. And you can watch and listen to their live shows every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on YouTube. Or get the replays everywhere you listen to podcasts. Each week they're bringing you quality line talk and dive deeper into all things Star Wars. They talk the classic movies, the shows, the books, the toys, the games, they cover it all. And the whole crew is super awesome. You'll get to know them real fast. So join the show, Sarlacc Digest, Wednesday nights. It's your destiny. Lisa is up in Calgary and she wants you to check out DickensYYC.com. It's the website for the hottest venue up in Calgary, and there you'll see the full list of upcoming shows, everything from live music to trivia nights to dance parties. Don't miss the last two Hang the DJ events of the year, December 10th and on New Year's Eve. Come dance your ass off at Dickens. They'll be playing your favorite 80s, 90s, 2000s, new wave, alternative, indie, Brit pop, dark wave, classics, all of that business. Or you could just donate some blood and save some lives. Matt Fisher wants to remind you that Red Cross Blood Donor App is an easy way to schedule appointments to donate and help out your fellow human beings for once. Nothing ruins the holiday quicker than running low on blood. So give a gift that matters and donate some of your juicy, free-flowing blood. And as always, be sure to check out Kate's site, Cure Threads, where you'll find her original Cure-inspired artwork and make it a Cure-themed holiday with CureThreads.com. Some wonderful new designs over there that you may not have seen yet. But she's holding the fun art contest asking you to create a piece of art to match all the new Cure songs that you've heard on the tour so far. It runs till December 16th, so go to her Instagram page, Forget About Stars, to see the post and get the full details. And alas, 
everyone's favorite, Chaz Murphy runs 17 Second Shirts. Go check out 17secondshirts.bigcartel.com to secure the latest pre-order. I believe he has a wicked Let's Go to Bed shirt still up, so don't miss out on it. Celebrate his 40th anniversary by rocking the Super Rad single cover on a Super Rad shirt by Chaz. All right, let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to the show. We got a wonderful show for you guys out there and hope you're doing well. Very excited to introduce our new best bud, Tom. How's it going, Tom? Yeah, Gavin, yeah, good to meet you. Good to be on the show. I've been listening for a few months now and yeah, excited to be on. Thank you for having me. Cool, yeah. Thanks for reaching out. And um, it was one of the, the few. I was happy that it was during one of those moments where we were just shoveling out all this tour information and then... You actually had some blocks of time. So I was all like, cool, I don't have to say, I'll be back in touch in like four months. <laughs> There's been a few of those where we just get it all stockpiled and I feel terrible about it. But um, so yeah, yeah, hopefully fairly quick turnaround and happy to have you here. So uh, it's always good to geek out on the cure. I'm, yeah. I'm up for that. Anytime, man. Anytime. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but uh, so you're in Spain, you said? Yeah, so I live, uh, well, about two hours from Madrid. Okay. Um, and yeah, so I moved to Spain uh, last year, actually, just after, well, not really just after COVID, about a year after COVID started. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it doesn't sort of, my, my wife is Spanish, so okay. um, we always wanted to move to Spain um, for a few years, and the pandemic sort of just made us reevaluate things and where we wanted to be and yeah so yeah, could change the scenery the in the uk awesome so you, you liking it there uh yeah it's a it's a big country i can i could only go to one cure show on the tour because it's such yeah. a big country <laughs> awesome. um I, the barcelona show was a bit too bit too far away for me it's like okay. five hours oh wow um, yeah i didn't um but madrid yeah it's only two hours sort of inland from here Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, we uh, figured this was a cool tie-in because of the tour talk, and, you know, we wanted to get your origin story. We, do, we like to do that around here where we get everybody's yeah. how it all started and, and what pulled you in and everything. So I figured a cool way to uh, have you on would be to tell your origin story, and we could start it off even with your most recent Cure experience of uh, seeing them in Madrid then, right? Yeah, man. So it was... Um obviously last friday in madrid oh, wow. just an amazing concert you know i mean that was that was number 43 for me wow pure concert since, <laughs> since the swing tour so but yeah instantly it's got to be in my top five yeah of time because the set list the crowd yeah. everything it, it was just perfect yeah um couldn't wish for a better set list you know you had some rarities in there. The new songs are awesome. Sweet. And yeah. The crowd were just so good. Uh, mm. So good. I mean, you, you can always tell a good Cure crowd. Uh -huh. if, if they sing along, if they sing the first burst of Push before right. Push actually starts, <laughs> um, <laughs> and they, they completely drown out the Play for Today keyboards, and you know it's going to be a good yeah, gig. Yeah, I've been noticing really they've been putting those two back-to-back -back as the power duo there, which is really yeah. cool. That's going to be a real fun yeah. experience there, just hearing everybody chanting along. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
it was all good but push was push was a highlight for me i mean it's always good push but this the crowd were just so into it okay uh, just yeah. elevated the whole the whole gig you know yeah that's good um, and the new songs are just amazing i i mean we'll probably touch on the new songs later i guess but yeah, I mean, they're just such a huge part of these new shows. I am curious then, yeah, did you, had you um, listened to the, the bootlegs and stuff going in? Were you fairly familiar or at least? I remember saying to my friend, I've got a friend who's been into the Cure since Kiss Me. Uh -huh. um, I said to him, I'm not going to listen to anything until Madrid, so don't tell me anything. Right. That lasted about a day into this all yeah um, <laughs> me too <laughs> and then i had to yeah i mean i just gave up and yeah. dove straight into new songs I, I couldn't resist that's cool but it's gotta <laughs> be completely things. different you know being just swallowed up by it live i'm sure um did you know feel like you really connected with the new songs a lot more just being part of it there yeah i mean they they just feel like a massive upgrade to anything that's gone yeah. in the last 20 years or so for me awesome um i'm not a big fan of 413 dream to be honest yeah. um and the self-titled you had some good moments on it but you know but this yeah. new material it just feels like it's a huge step up yeah right? i don't know what else to say i mean it's just emotionally i it's some of the Robert's best songwriting, I yeah, think. It just seems so sincere. I, I really do, I'm really excited for it. I wasn't holding out much hope for this new album like three years ago right. when it was all delayed <laughs> and everything. But now. Yeah, they're really just stuck in the fire on that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so that's, yeah, it's a pretty good position to be in, knowing that we like, you know, love five of the songs at least, you know, so that's, that's pretty good. So Exactly. Definitely. There's no, no wheeling in any of the five songs. Um, I mean, even I, I've heard people say they're not too impressed with the fragile thing, but yeah. I, I really like it. It's got like, um, sort of kind of blood flowers vibe with a kind of catchy as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I I, I love all the new songs. Yeah. Really excited to hear the new album. And you yeah. you felt like that worked pretty good with the with the bookends. We've been hearing people have been surprisingly blown away by that with uh, alone opening versus like you know how you always want plain song or one of the classics there. But um, you you felt like that worked well as like a theme for the show. Yeah, I think I think alone is up there. I wouldn't say it's as good as playing some, but it's certainly up there with great opening cure tracks. Right. Um, for me, I mean, it's probably, if not my favorite of the new songs, probably my second favorite. Um, yeah, it just worked really well um, with the image of the of Earth behind, you know, fading away in the background. Yeah. It's really, really good, really emotional song. Really cool. good. Yeah. And I guess uh, as far as some of the classics, then you got faith on that one right didn't you, yeah, did you yeah we did get faith um i personally wanted to hear figureheads but that ah, didn't happen but yeah that, that's just <laughs> a small small gripe for the show but yeah i mean it, it was it was perfect cool. yeah. i don't know what to say i mean it's like yeah definitely definitely up there with my top cure shows that's good definitely. yeah and with 43 you said this is number 43 
That's yeah, so the, the last state of the swing tour was my first, and since then, well, Madrid was the forty third, okay. which isn't isn't really a lot compared to some of my other cure friends, to be honest. I mean, I know yeah, people. I think you've had Chris White on the show before, and he's been to like crazy up there I mean, yeah. it's kind of like the last few years with like having kids that kind of throws a bit of a spanner in the works yeah like. yeah i've only ever really seen them when they tour around the city you know hitting the spot where i am but I haven't done too much traveling to see them so i'm only at like 14 i think you know so oh. it's uh it's it's Great. Makes each one really special, but yeah, definitely get a little jealous when I hear all the stories of like, oh yeah, why wasn't I doing that more in my twenties and stuff? <laughs> but uh, so very. And you're cool. you're in Asheville, right? Uh, yeah, North Carolina. Asheville, North Carolina, out in the mountains there on the western part of the state. So yeah, yeah, so yeah the, it looks good. Looks good where you are. Yeah, it's the uh, east coast. Yeah. Yeah, we love it here. It's real cool. Unfortunately, yeah, a lot of the bigger bands don't come over to this side. So we have to go further east to charlotte to see them and then yeah and then i remember that charlotte gig that was a that was a weird um on the, on the last tour they did like all singles didn't yeah, they? yeah yeah which was we all had our theories on why you know <laughs> just because it's kind of the uh seems like a greatest hits kind of city if that makes sense you know so maybe they had a <laughs> i don't know how he got the inside scoop but it, it went over great for all the you know kind of casual care fans i think and uh so yeah, it was cool. I was happy that we were also going to Atlanta like the next night to see them. So we got kind of more of the standard disintegration heavy set, you know, but so it was cool if that wasn't the only one, you know, I've been a little, it was more that it took the suspense out of what they're going to play, you know, knowing that it was specifically only going to be singles the whole night, you know, so I was like, ah, so we're not getting any weird deep cuts right off the bat. But they have so many songs. They still play for like three hours, and they have deep cut singles somehow. Even you know, yeah. so that worked out <laughs> great. But uh, but yeah, yeah, that was the interesting set. Interesting set. I remember that sticking. It kind of stuck out like a sore thumb on the last tour. It yeah, like, it was the only one that they did that on for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. Somebody must have just tipped them off. It's like yeah, a lot of bankers in that town. Why don't you might just keep it safe and play? The... <laughs> but were you there, or were you just following? it from where did you did you go to that no one? no okay. man, i wasn't there i didn't i i didn't i don't i don't think i went to america on that tour um i'm just i've got a list i prepared a list beforehand awesome. I, I went two dates on that tour okay uh, manchester and london but manchester was actually one of one of my least favorite uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that was the one that had some issues or something going on, right? Was um like... something happened and for some reason they completely cut one encore. It was wow. like I don't know if the band weren't feeling it. I remember some comments from Robert at the time, which was a bit odd, saying that it's like everything to do with the crowd like us. And I'm thinking, well, that's a bit of a strange thing to say because they wouldn't be at the concert if they didn't like you. Yeah. So, <laughs> just... uh, yeah, that was a that was a weird one. But huh. uh, London Wembley straight after that was was incredible. That was um again one of my favorite concerts. Nice. 
Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's great to hear that these new ones are uh, in the top five there out of all this long list of, you know, creditable source there. You've been able to <laughs> put them up there with all the best. So you think they're holding up and sounding great as it sounds on the recordings and stuff that I'm hearing? They yeah, real, I just think that, like, these days, uh, the band sound amazing. Robert's voice is, it seems to me like it, it's, gets better with age which is incredible really yeah uh, yeah so weird i just i just hear his voice now and it's like yeah it's better than it was 20 years ago right <laughs> i don't know what the uh what the I don't know what taking or what yeah it's very <laughs> odd too yeah you would think of out of everybody he you know wasn't gonna be the one that did the full voice care regime and you know, but whatever he's doing it's working so uh it's a good good symptom you've got a gift his, his yeah. gift and it's like yeah it's it's to, to me he's he's um the best vocalist uh, well, yeah he's, he's one of the best vocalists of all time in my opinion yeah it definitely has my yeah. vote <laughs> pretty cool well let's go back to the start then and uh see where all this uh love came from and how you've been able to hang in with them all these years and uh and uh, what what sparked it all? Do you remember the first time hearing them at all or seeing them? Yeah, you, you might think this is a bit weird how I got into them. And <laughs> you, you have to promise not to judge me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, up until, up until getting into The Cure in 96, I was kind of like a casual music fan. I, mean, I wasn't really, I wasn't really passionate about any particular band. I mean, my first album purchase for instance was like uh, the best of crowded house right <laughs> you know pretty middle of the road stuff yeah and then fast forward a few months i'm watching a lot of mtv and this fucking weird video comes on in around april <laughs> and it was the 13th oh, wow. yeah <laughs> and, um, and i just thought it was totally different and i i, I love the video um I liked how the song was like, um, well, it was completely different to anything else I'd heard. Yeah. Like, like a combination of like, you, you know, slightly heavier chorus and yeah. the Latin vibes. I don't know. It just kind of caught my attention. And from that moment, I just became a huge fan. I mean, they, they played they played the 13th on top of the pops a couple of times. Right. Which I was watching a lot at the time. Cool. Um, I don't know if you've seen those performances. Yeah, but they're, yeah, they're really cool. Yeah, there's definitely, definitely cool. I think one more than the other, they really had like the full, you know, like everybody on stage and the horns and yeah, everything. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> and so. Yeah, yeah. so it's just, um, just that. I mean, That's I remember awesome. giving my sister the money because she, she worked in town. Mm -hmm. So I gave her the money to go and get me the 13th on single, cassette single. And that was it. It just sort of snowballed from there. Um, and were you around your like, like teen years at this point or 20 yeah, years? Yeah, I was you don't like 15, 15, 15 yeah. at the time. Cool. I had no no um, friends at school that were into The Cure. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, um, it was like the height of Britpop and everyone yeah. was into Oasis and Blur and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I was literally the only one that was into the cure, right. which was 
it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy, but yeah, it's funny how they can always feel like your personal one little bed, you know, that you <laughs> they've been playing yeah. these huge arenas forever, but you know, they still make everybody feel like it's their personal, you know, little discovery, yeah. you know, that's it's pretty amazing. That's funny. My wife actually, her first like real notice of the care was the 13th and stuff too and i'm always oh, like really, really? Okay. that one okay you know <laughs> but it's like totally got yeah. the album based on it and stuff and the new album yeah, by mean, the time we met <laughs> that's cool i mean i i always think i'm quite unique in that respect but that's good that your wife yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh well because it did get a lot of airplay at the time on mtv yeah and like i was too young to be into to wish because I, I wasn't into music at that age but right on yeah yeah uh, and i think it was just like a cool shift so much that even all the cure fans i knew that were carrying over like anticipating wild mood swings real big you know it was so like out of left field that nobody really knew what what to make of it yeah. you know so nobody was even really bashing it or anything at first they're just kind of like oh yeah yeah i'll just Keep buying all the singles and see what happens, you know. <laughs> but, uh, I can't imagine how it was for like Cure fans to hear that, you know. After hearing Wish and Disintegration, it must have been like big shock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember. And for some reason, you know, they've you know as they've gone on the the year gaps in between things, and you know, we had like show and stuff, so a little bit of stuff to tie you over on the way. But I remember that four year gap from like you know, wish into wild mood swings just felt like eternity for me too. Cause I guess I was like right at that age yeah. where I was really anticipating. I was like 18, I guess, uh, 19 going into that. And, um, yeah, just like, it felt like eternity, like waiting to see. And, and then it was yeah, like out of nowhere. He's like, I'm like this, it's the whole album going to be like this. What is this? But I loved it. Yeah. It was just weird. enough. I got a similar, I got a similar experience. I mean, my, my friend who I mentioned has been into the band since 87. I remember him telling me when I, when he heard the 13th, he was like, what is this? Like, is this like, are they back on drugs again or what? <laughs> totally. And um, so, yeah, it's a lot of the visual kind of pulled you into, like the initial attraction, yeah. just because it's different and, and odd. Yeah, it, I always like to so, compare that to the people that just heard a song versus, you know, seeing a video for the first time or something of how much the the visual of like, you know, that was huge for me too. Just locking. I was like, this dude just looks cool as hell. And he's got the whole thing going on. It's like, what is this? <laughs> but, um, so you felt like that was part of it too. Definitely. I mean, I, I, I still think that the 13th is, is one of the, one of their best videos. I know it's not a Tim Pope video, but yeah. I, I just like the visuals in it. I like how it's like a, a little sort of storyline in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's a cool video really is um I, I still really like it to this day so nice yeah it definitely holds up would be cool yeah. like yeah i always just blame that it'd be hard to just kind of pull it off live but i would like to see him attempt it more you know i guess he can't really do the horns on the synths quite as much and make it you know that's yeah. kind of why that one sounds so good because it is just straight up you know like real horns not like why can't i be you synth horns or anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, yeah it's like it's like there, there is one performance uh, of it on on uh, on a tv show they did called tfi friday yeah which is just popular in the uk in the mid to late 90s 
and the the performance of the thirteenth is really good. Because yeah, they use, uh, they've got like um, you know brass section um, on it. And it sounds really good, yeah, but yeah, I'd say, yeah, that must be hard to recreate live. Right. Yeah, That's even just vocally, there's a lot going on. You know, the layers and stuff yeah. definitely add to the big chorus and stuff. Well, so at that yeah. point, then you were hooked with the, with the 13th. How did the, the rest of the album hold up since it is kind of all over the place historically? Um, did you feel like you liked it a lot right off the bat? Or Yeah, I, I remember like being in a shopping mall like a couple of weeks later. Uh-huh. And just walking into the record shop and just seeing this like wall of yellow yeah, <laughs> uh, with the cloud everywhere. And it obviously it was like a big promo for the Cure album. And I, I, I remember buying it on cassette and because it was quite a big album at the time. Yeah. I mean, the Cure was still a really a big name coming off the back of Wish. So yeah. there was a lot of, there's a lot of um, promotion about it. And, I got the album back. I remember going to my grandparents' house for some reason that day, and I had the cassette, and I put the lyrics all in front of me on the mm-hmm. floor, <laughs> and I just listened to song after song with the lyrics in front of me. And just from like the opening few seconds of one, I just knew that I was going to yeah. really like this band. <laughs> right. I mean, all I had before that was the 13th, obviously. Okay. And the B side, it used to be me, which is pretty cool. Um, but just song after song, I was just like hooked. Yeah. Right so that um, was the first full album then that you really dove into. Yeah, it was. Cool. Yeah, I had I I was going into it with, with no like preconceptions. Yeah, it was, that's. Uh, it was before the internet for me, so. Yeah. And I, I was surprised actually a few years later when we did get the internet that it had such a bad reputation. The album, right. I like. Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> Well, it's funny because, yeah, now that I think about it, if you hadn't heard all the other singles and stuff, it is, it probably does, doesn't seem that out, you know, outrageous or something because it is a, a good variety of the types of cure, you know, like you really kind of see it all on that. You get kind of yeah. the really sad stuff with like Bear and Treasure and stuff, and then the fun, yeah. you know, Pop Mint Car kind of stuff. And then yeah. Want is probably the most like authentically cure one on there and stuff. And yeah. So. I mean, One is probably my favorite off the album, but yeah. uh, I do think that if, I mean, looking back in hindsight, if, if Wild Mood Swings had sort of two less songs on it and yeah. maybe a couple of B-sides to replace the album tracks, it would be one of the, one of the, for me, it would be one of the best albums. Yeah. You know? I, 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 it's still, I still really love it because it's my first album. Right. But, it it could have been better with like a couple of um, changes on it. Yeah, that's something we're Robert constantly sort of dwelling in. on of the rearranging or what could you do to it. It is so odd yeah. just because it really is. It gets a bum rap for sure, you know, because it is. Yeah. There are really great pieces there, and I think that's even more of a product of just like the mid '90s where they were stacking the CDs with like just too many songs and stuff. You know, you just cut a few of those and swap in some of those B sides. You could definitely make yeah. it one of their best albums for sure. But uh, you know, yeah, I mean, like, like the, yeah, but like you say, bands were putting like fourteen, even sixteen tracks on albums at that yeah. point, and it was it this. It's a bit bloated, right? And especially with that one because it is so all over the place that it's like now we're going here, now we're going here, now you get this sad song, and then you get this really long song, and it's like okay, cool. But uh, but if you like, I always say if you take Club America off Mm -hmm. it 
and probably round and round and round, which is like yeah. sort of big side material. And you put tracks like "It Used to Be Me" or "Ocean." Yeah. And you've got a you've got a really good. Yeah. I still think it's a good album, but yeah, you've got yeah. a really excellent album. Right. That's what we always I'm joke sure about too. Is, to is, death. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's what I love too is that everybody like agrees that you need to just tweak a few things to put it into that like classic Cure album thing, but like everything people would change is always slightly different to us. So still nobody can agree on anything. So it's, it's yeah. pretty cool that, uh, yeah, <laughs> everybody has I, their make your own cure album out of it. <laughs> it's like... I think it's like the one album that everyone's got an opinion, like, you know, you change a track list or yeah. big side. And, but, that, I mean, I, and it was just I, such I think, a weird time for the band too so i think it, yeah. it is a lot like where you fell on your cure love you know people that were kind of probably phasing out by that point were like okay yeah this is weird i'm not gonna go for the you know new stuff or whatever and then like you're yeah. saying it's your first one so all the little weird stuff that might not even seem that weird is cool when it's your first album yeah. and you have all this sentimental attachment to it so um yeah i think a lot of people it is just where you fall <laughs> you know? totally, yeah i mean I, I think as well it, it got it got a mixed response purely because it was coming off the back of you know you've got head on the door kiss me disintegration wish how do you follow that yeah exactly i mean that, that is like <laughs> those four albums there is no band on this planet that has produced Correct. anything out like well, that. in a row like that, you know, mm -hmm. that is, that is just, you cannot follow it. So anything they were going to put out after a four year gap at that point was going to be uh, scrutinized. And yeah, it was just like, uh, and the whole Britpop thing didn't help either. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So I guess at that point, then you're officially hooked. Did you have a official process of how you backtrack through the back catalog, or did you just kind of grab what you could find? Uh, well, like I say, it was pre-internet for me, so yeah. I, I didn't get the internet until about four years later because we we are a bit behind you guys in America. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I no, I mean, I I just through going to record shops, and I think in the wish album there was like the discography yeah. wrote down so i literally noted down all the albums on a piece of piece of paper yeah. piece of scrap paper <laughs> and i was going through them uh buying them one by one and just ticking them off every time um, i think the second out i think the second album i bought was paris probably because it was the cheapest yeah, yeah <laughs> it was in my <laughs> yeah and i i loved it i mean i i Actually, I still think Paris is 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 really one of my top yeah. official Cure albums. I really love Paris. Yeah, that um, that and show also work is great. Like intro level because they're kind of like greatest hits, you know, or like samplings of things without. And then you can backtrack and, you know, when for a while there, I was always if anybody was hey, I want to check out some Cure stuff. It's like it might be better off just going with the live ones because they sound so good and you get like a little from every era and stuff. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, Paris, Paris was really good. Paris has got a good mix of the darker Cure and the the, the yeah. poppy Cure in the second half. So I really like that album. Still really like it. And yeah, I was just like going through the back catalog, just buying them. I mean, that that yeah. was the beauty of pre-internet. You could. I'm glad I got into the Cure pre-internet. Yeah. I, I know that's like 
probably a bit a bit of a cliche thing to say, but no. you have the, the, the joy of going into um, a music shop and mm-hmm. buying the CDs and cassettes or whatever. I'm glad I experienced that before the internet really like yeah. it would be so weird I think of kids these days yeah you just open up like Apple or Spotify and they're all, all there you know it's kind of like you yeah. probably wouldn't give them the love that they deserve or to have the patience because you'd be like well this one's a little weird I'm just gonna jump into this other album now and see what they got you know and, and you know, yeah. yeah I still remember that being like one of the best feelings in the world is you just go in to the record shop and go straight to that like cure section you thumb through it and if you just see something you didn't recognize you're like ah <laughs> you just grab yeah. it and you know even having a fairly good idea of like the discography once i kind of knew i was on the hunt there was still those few little mystery you know it could always be like yeah. the glove or something was in there you know you just be like what is this you know and, uh, yeah yeah so, that um, that that feeling of going into the record shop and just finding cure stuff I always used to head straight to the C section. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I still do it out of habit, I think. <laughs> Just yeah. to see. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's really it was really nice to have that those few years collecting because like you say, now it's just all available, isn't it? It's, yeah. The, on the phone, on the smartphone or whatever. Yeah, it's just all there. But yeah, to have that joy of like buying the CDs one by one and yeah. Really to them and that was um that was really a pleasure yeah Yeah. i guess as you got all caught up on the albums did you have like standout ones that you know blew you away right away and you're like oh wow this one's definitely on the top that you gravitated towards um yeah it's i mean all of them had had different different emotions connect to everyone i mean Initially, early on, I remember buying "Kiss Me" quite early on, and I really liked that one. Yeah. But now, I now I don't rate that in my top five. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's different experiencing every every album like that. Um, obviously, "Disintegration." Yeah. My my favorite album. I remember hearing that for the first time. Pain song that I used to. Shivers down my spine. Yeah, you know? <laughs> definitely. Um, playing song is just an amazing track, and the whole album. Yeah, it's the complete mood. It's really, really, just yeah. a masterpiece. Yeah, I. Not only is it my favorite Pure album, it's just one of the greatest albums of all time, in my opinion. Yeah. Um... I'm right there with you on that, you know, just like, yeah, I'm just going to say it. It's the best one, you know, (laughs) it's the ever. They're like, you mean the best Cure album? I'm like, nah, every, ever, (laughs) any band. (laughs) Your your favorite track is Pictures of You, isn't it? Yeah, I kind of always go to that. that it's, It's, yeah, I mean, I would also argue that Just Like Heaven might be like the best just straight up pop song ever written because it's more concise and pretty much flawless, you know, but Pictures of You, I think, has the bigger emotional punch and, you know, I just love that it's versatile and it's sentimentality. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I completely agree with you on Just Like Heaven. I mean, to me, that is the the perfect pop song. Yeah. I I, I just don't get tired of hearing Just Like Heaven. It is. Yeah. It's just the, the the epitome for me of Cure Pop. Yeah, it is strange. Like we've heard that from people. We all just seem equally kind of perplexed and and grateful that it never gets old or feels 
you know, like, like certain ones, you know, you love to death, but you're just like, yeah, I'm just can't do close to me today, you know, or something, you know, or it's like, some of them, you're just like, yeah, I'm, you know, even faith or something is like awesome, but I, I don't really need to go down yeah. that road today as I'm <laughs> driving around. But, you know, like, just like heaven, you can never turn it off if it comes on the radio or anything, or if, you know, it never gets old. Yeah. It's really weird. I, I remember <laughs> dropping like 25 pounds just to get that CD signal, just like heaven. Yeah. When I was in my, when I was in my collecting Nice. <laughs> um, buying all the stuff I could with, with the little money I had. Right <laughs> on. I spending like twenty five pounds on that CD single because it was so rare. Yeah. But yeah, just amazing. That's um, cool. And even the B sides around that era, just incredible. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole thing that just kind of seals the deal when you're kind of digging into you're like well, what is this oh my god this is like not even on yeah. the album <laughs> but, um, yeah. i guess going I besides, yeah, it's just amazing to discover the b-sides i remember like going into record shops and buying the the, the cd single imports mm-hmm. from america and and hearing stuff like uh too late for the first time and harold and joe and songs like that mm-hmm. it's just amazing. I still, still, I can still remember those feelings of yeah. like yeah, the first time. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess those were the ones that held out the longest because there were still. Um, trying to think of like going into like late nineties, even, um, I was buying like bootleg CDs oh. that would have a few of the B sides. Cause you had all the early ones on standing on the beach. We had the tape that the B side was, yeah. I don't know if it was like that on the UK one too, but, um, <clears throat> but yeah, like usually, and then like, yeah, like the, all those kiss me ones, you'd usually get them on some kind of tape, but there might be like one or so that would just kind of linger around or something like to the sky. Yeah. I didn't hear that till like way later. And I'm like, what is this? You know, so it still had enough of that mystery that you had to buy the bootleg. Yeah. So it's kind of surprising that like join the dots came out as late as it did. You know, we pretty much all had most of that by that point, but at the same time, yeah. It's like, oh, wow, yeah, we were all, like, binging all these, like, hardcore way before it was ever on anything, you know? You would just kind of yeah. make your own version of that, like, t- copying the CD singles to tapes and <laughs> vice versa and yeah. CDRs and all that was fun. <laughs> yeah, some of those B-sides are incredible. Yeah, really. yeah and they pretty I mean, much hold up all the way through. I feel like they kind of drop off around, like, the self-titled and stuff where I wasn't crazy about the b-sides um and and 413s b-sides and stuff i was like eh. but um but yeah, for I, agree, part, yeah. yeah I agree yeah you know, uh, 413 as a as a general sort of album and b-sides yeah i, I want to stay positive on this podcast yeah. but <laughs> it doesn't it's... really do it for me yeah i mean even it's... the artwork I, I thought the artwork would be pretty cool if mina's pearl was involved but yeah yeah that's kind of a just a whole convoluted package you know i think we always like to just kind of blame the fact that it wasn't the full vision or whatever something got lost in the scramble on that one that it never quite came together you know but uh you know so hopefully yeah i think that's another huge thing with this new album everybody just wants that slight if we're only going to get one more of these or a couple more best you know like one more and uh just kind of end it on a better note you know even if we were fine with 413 it wasn't the one we wanted it to be the last care album you know so so, yeah um yeah i mean like i said before i mean the new material does sound like a massive upgrade yeah um 
And I'm just... really excited to hear it. Um, like I said, three years ago, when they said it was ready and it was going to be released. I mean, since since then, as the years have gone on, you just think, oh, this isn't going to be. Yeah. This isn't going to be very good if it's delayed that long, you know. Right. Yeah, it's never going to be live up to expectations. But yeah, these new songs just yeah. completely um... <laughs> it should be pretty good. Yeah, it's like, and you feel a little re- reassured if worst case scenario they scrap the whole album and there'll be at least five new songs they could have really good live recordings of and put that out as something if they needed to or (laughs) so i mean at least at least we got that but let's not even go down that (laughs) road (laughs) um i like to always ask people when they when they talk about their origin tale of what they gravitated towards and stuff um just the difference between um dark heavy cure or was it a pop song that reeled them in so i guess the 13th yeah. would fall more on the pop side but still not <laughs> completely there so that's a good cut the difference one do you feel like that you as you dove into the albums and stuff did you like the darker stuff more or was it the poppy stuff initially um i remember i mean paris was my second the second cure album that i bought so mm-hmm. i remember like hearing the figureheads in a hundred years and thinking, oh, you know, I'm not really that into this, but yeah. I can see the, <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to be turned off by it. Um, so I, I initially, I wasn't that into the dark stuff. Yeah. It did take like, um, I don't know, a few months or a couple of years to get into that side. Yeah. Um, I remember hearing Faith for the first time quite early on and I wasn't impressed with it, to be yeah. honest. Um, but now, I mean, it's just such a great album. Yeah, like, those are the ones that... It's weird. I mean, when, you, when you're experiencing the albums that close together, you kind of like have, um, have an idea of how it's going to sound and then when you hear it, it doesn't sound how you imagine. Yeah. Um, but I, I now I love all Cure albums. I mean, apart yeah. from the latest one, I can I, I love them all. To be yeah. honest, yeah, it's cool. It's kind I mean, of four thirteen is clearly my my least favorite. I, I'll say <laughs> that that's an easy decision for me. Yeah, the disintegration is my favorite. But apart from that, I couldn't really say a top five because they all change. Yeah, kind of float um, around at different times. Yeah, that's how mine yeah. are. If you asked me like three times, you know, throughout the week, even it would be probably completely different, especially if I don't remember what I said. So, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, my number two is definitely head on the door. Yeah. <laughs> Next day, it'll be something completely different. But, um, yeah, and you know, it's kind of an unfair question with the dark versus the light, you know, too, because I think that's part of the charm of so many cure pop songs is that they do have kind of a dark edge to them even you know so it's kind of like yeah you know well just... if you take a song like just like heaven that we talked about i mean that those are some pretty dark lyrics yeah yeah exactly <laughs> well, <laughs> so we always love that that could be like somebody's wedding song and it, you know, when you really listen to it it's like well she's dead yeah. or <laughs> what's going on it's, uh, this didn't work <laughs> out so well but um but yeah that's it's cool because a lot yeah close to me or something is like feels all fun on the surface but when you really look at it it's like 
yeah, his whole exactly. wanting to stay in bed all day because of depression or whatever, <laughs> claustrophobic feeling of hiding under the sheets or whatever. It's like, yeah, it's not yeah. Really a fun light. That, that, is the beauty of, that is the beauty of the cure, though. I mean, they yeah. can write, like, Robert's songwriting is just unique in that respect. You can put the the most depressing lyrics to the happiest music. Yeah. And it think... becomes an absolute... It pop gem plants that but little really, seed in your head next thing you know you're like really digging figurehead and stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> like oh yeah that's, that's how it is yeah yeah I so guess. you get reeled in by the pop songs and then you end up like top 10 of like cure songs it's like the figurehead <laughs> exactly <laughs> pretty awesome so um yeah you said uh, i guess as we start heading into um uh, the more older experienced years of loving the cure and going to see them live what was your first live show then you said yeah so it was the last date of the swing tour that was the my last first one. concert um birmingham and that the swing tour was actually quite good because the set list were just crazy yeah, like, yeah there was a lot of variety. they were just all over the place yeah um i think that looking back uh, the, the swing toys is is not my favorite but i, I do think the set is pretty good yeah um, so yeah i mean that first experience of the cure live was i remember being sat right at the back of the arena so it wasn't the best place to enjoy the concert from but right Mine were in the little... I don't remember too much about that concert, to yeah. be honest with you. <laughs> so, yeah, and you must have been pretty young still, too, then, right? About, like, 16 yeah. by that point, then? or so. Yeah. So. I think I just had my 16th birthday, yeah. It was, like, around that time. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. I remember dragging a friend along, because, like I said, I didn't have any friends that were into the cure, but I, I dragged a school friend along who <laughs> wasn't into them. <laughs> it's like, uh, <laughs> Like, and oh, it's so three yeah. hours long, so, <laughs> yeah. or whatever they were, probably like two something at that point, right? You know, <laughs> it's a full, full show when you go to see the cure. <laughs> yeah, cool. that was pretty. It was cool, you know. I mean, I remember um, um, getting some some really good t-shirts from that era. Actually, yeah. uh, the merchandise was good on that tour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got some good ones there. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Cool, cool. So, yeah, and then you kind of like, casually would just grab a few here and there as far as traveling around, or did you have one tour in particular you really binged out um, So, I mean, the the best year for me seeing The Kill was probably 2002 because I saw them six times that year. Cool. Um, on the festival tour, I saw them three times. And then, obviously, you had the trilogy dates in November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was just so yeah, incredible. you made you made it to the so, historic trilogy show. Huh? <laughs> yeah, so. so so that year of following the cure was amazing. Yeah, and yeah, I remember like the trilogy shows. I mean, I don't remember too much about the the second night of trilogy because I I drank too much yeah. cheap beer and vodka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens. Um, <laughs> so you went to the to to all of them, or what was it like? between two or three days that they filmed it all? Oh, they did. So they did two nights in Berlin okay. for the DVD. Yeah. And before that, two nights before that, they played a gig in Hamburg. Okay. Which is actually my favorite Cure concert ever. Yeah, cool. It wasn't a trilogy set list. It was just like a, a crazy just, uh, three and a half hour set list. Oh, uh, wow. 
Cool. And I remember like just me and my friend like jumping from the opening once for like three and a half hours, just jumping. <laughs> it was crazy. And awesome. um, there's actually a, a bootleg of this video on YouTube. Okay. And you can see my <laughs> me and my friend's heads like jumping up and down for the first few songs. Nice. And then like more and more people join us in the mosh pit. Yeah. <laughs> and by the end of it, we're like, there's quite a few of us. But yeah, that was that was an amazing concert. Um, I don't know if you've seen the set list from that one, but that was pretty. Yeah, and pretty I better recall. I'll have to double check on that one and look for yeah. that bootleg. So, yeah. <laughs> so Hamburg 2002 was my favorite, and then Trilogy. I just remember the day after Hamburg, my walking around Berlin and my legs and feet were just absolutely <laughs> destroyed just from the night before. Yeah. And I've, I've said to my friend, I said, I don't know how I'm going to get through these in Berlin. Was it the next but night it, exactly? Or it was the very next night? Or did you have a day off? Or, or... There was like a, one day in between yeah. to recover um, <laughs> before the two shows in Berlin. Nice. Um, I mean, the, the Berlin shows, you, you've obviously seen the DVD. Yeah, right? yeah. And it looks big. For, the arena looks big yeah. on the DVD, but it wasn't big at all. It was like, um, I think, 3,500 oh, wow. capacity. Yeah, that's cool. But the DVD makes it look really big. But yeah, those were, those were good gigs. So, um, and yeah, I know on the DVD, there's like, they do the three albums and then there's like a handful of like, like the kiss, I believe. And some other ones that were just kind of random ones that they played. Were there more that they played that they didn't put on the DVD? Do you recall? Or... Yeah, they were They yeah. They did, um, they did an encore of early songs. They did like uh, grinding halts, oh, um, cool. boys don't cry, obviously. And um, maybe 10, 15. Okay. Yeah, there there was another uncle that was left oh, off the wow. DVD. That's crazy, yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they were they were they were they were great gigs to be at. It was that's probably the most crowded Cure gig I've ever been to because I remember Just, being stood at the front and I I couldn't you couldn't move your arms. Yeah, it was that tightly packed and I'm sure they packed every. I just possible. remember like. Um, <laughs> There was just Cure fans from all over the world there. I remember, like, there was like the Russian fan club were yeah, there, cool with their Russian flag. There was a Mexican flag. There were just people from all over the world descended on Berlin for yeah. these two gigs. Oh man! Yeah, so yeah, it amazing. was like. <laughs> but I, I remember queuing like from about midday to get near the front. Yeah, but the doors didn't open till about seven, and we queued from midday. But yeah, I was like right on the second row. I'm actually. At the end of a hundred years, mm -hmm. it like pans into the crowd, and you can see my face in it. So awesome. so that's pretty some, cool. Get some screen time, yeah. Document it. That's awesome. Yeah, like cool. a, an official cure release is pretty good. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they just sounded so perfect playing those albums, you know, and uh, you know. Yeah. Even the blood flowers portion took me a while to grow on blood flowers in general. Always was fine with it, but I didn't really put it with those two albums by any means. But when, yeah, when you see that old DVD, it is pretty seamless. How it, you know, it's like yeah, yeah. It's well, I think that was more of a marketing thing for yeah. Robert to say it's like a trilogy. <laughs> it think... certainly felt like that was the case when it came out, but yeah, it was just a really good concept. And cool. yeah just good memories of that trip in general yeah that's cool 
Awesome. Super jealous on that one for sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, did, and then you said the MTV icon thing, you're able to be a part of that. Were you in, did they interview you or were you in like a screen, sh- uh, like a audience shot too at it or both? <laughs> oh, MTV icon that, yeah, that, yeah. Was, um, that was an interesting one. That was, <laughs> well, before the gig, uh, a week before the concert, uh-huh. they, they, we had to go to London to do like, um, not really, in, but they wanted to take pictures of Cure fans. It was a bit weird. Uh-huh. So I remember like getting all like cured up, right. like what as I used to do. Um, <laughs> yeah, they like took photos of us and said, "Here you go. Here's your ticket for the for the MTV Icon next week." Uh-huh. It's just a bit bizarre, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and the gig itself, yeah, that that was just a, a strange night. Yeah, but it <laughs> seems like a lot going on. We did that, an episode of that finally recently. It's what we've been like wanting to do for a while, but then, you know, yeah. and I'm not really crazy about any of the bands that we're covering on, you know, so it's got a, a little more grueling for me. I think Chaz was a little more familiar and Antonio liked the bands a bit, you know, but I was just like, ah, all these are horrible, but, <laughs> you know, they start to grow on you more, I guess, but yeah. were you able to? Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't the best, was it? The, the, the bands that were playing. Yeah, I was just going, why them? What? Uh, and I just like all these radar suspicions of going on why they chose this band and why. And yeah. I guess uh, I wasn't sure if we were able to confirm it. Did they play longer? Because I think the, the TV show only had the, like two songs by yeah, the year or something. They played like a full or at least a longer set. Yeah. Yeah, they played for about an hour and a half that night. Okay. Awesome. So it was like, kind of like a. A mini cure gig, I guess. Yeah, like a uh, festival kind of thing, maybe or something. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. we kind of assumed it had to, but like, dragging all these poor cure fans in just to watch Blink One Eighty Two. Everyone's like, oh. but uh, yeah, I, I, cool. I can't remember the set list to be honest. Like again, that was that was around the time I, I used to go to gigs and have a few drinks beforehand. Yeah. It's definitely um, that tour. I, so I missed a few too on that one. <laughs> it's like I know I was there. I just really have yeah. nothing other than setlist.fm to tell me <laughs> what <Yeah>. happened. <laughs> I mean, it was like a pre-drinks in a, in a in a bar just opposite the venue. Yeah, so like the Cure fans were just getting getting drunk. I think. Nice. And um, I remember that night. It was heavily in London, mm-hmm. so it was like. By the time we got to the gig, like the hair was like just <laughs> awesome. But yeah, it was a, it was just a, a strange night that one. Um, cool. Yeah, I, I think they did play like a couple of like like gems that night. I think they played like jumping someone else's train and okay, some weirder ones. I, I think so. I mean, that might be my memory. Yeah. I, don't, I, I can't remember. <laughs> Double check. They, so it was um, an interesting one to be at. I mean, there's there's like a period around that time where the Cure did a like smaller club date yeah, around London cool. awesome. that I was fortunate to be at. Like they did um, earlier in that year in 2004, they did like the concert in Camden okay. at the Barfly, and it was like literally like about 200 people. Oh wow! Jeez. It was like for competition winners, <laughs> right? And um, I, I didn't win the competition. You had to text text into this number. But my one of my best friends at the time did. Uh-huh. And he, he won two tickets and he was he took me instead uh-huh. of his wife. So <laughs> I was quite 
Yeah, I was lucky to be at that one. Yeah. That was an interesting concert. Yeah, that must be pretty surreal there. Just like looking around, <laughs> like, who are these people? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, it was like upstairs in this, um, in a bar, and it was, yeah, about 200 people. It was just yeah. amazing. And Frank Bell played that night with them. They did oh, Cold Hero. That was that show. Okay. Yeah, I'd heard yeah. about that. That must have been awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, it was an experience. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, now that you say that, thinking back on those pictures, it, it did always look like a very small like venue, like someplace I'd just see a band around the corner at, you know, like when when I see those pictures yeah. of the postman coming up and singing with them. <laughs> Frank yeah. Dow. That's and I remember awesome. like being stood outside that gig waiting waiting to go in and um Paul Thompson, who wasn't in the band at that point. Uh-huh. He walked past with his with his kids. Um, we were like, "Why is Paul here?" Yeah. <laughs> Later, they played. I think I think they did never enough with Paul that oh, night. Cool. Yeah. I think. <laughs> it sounds again. I I, yeah. I drank a few beers that <laughs> night. So. <laughs> sounds like a good time, even if it didn't happen. And that's even better. <laughs> yeah. Here comes yeah. Pearl. <laughs> awesome. That was an interesting one. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, those are some definitely some milestone gigs there. Um, pretty pretty rare. Yeah. Where uh, yeah, those pictures he sent me? You got your photo taken with Robert. Those are great. I love to see the. The actual oh, yeah. reaction from Robert with a with a fan is not very common. Usually, like I was saying, he just does kind of like "let's get this over with" kind of photo. But he's he's definitely hamming it up a bit with you there, so that's cool. <laughs> was it a yeah, good experience? That was, that was amazing. That was in that was in Milan in 2012. Okay. Um, so I was uh, I, I shouldn't say too much about it, but I, I managed <laughs> to find out what hotel the cure was staying at yeah, in Milan. Okay. Uh-huh. So I was able to change my booking uh, to to that hotel, which was a lot more expensive, but it was worth it. <laughs> and uh, we just hung around after the concert, and it wasn't until about four in the morning that Robert oh, wow. came back from the gig with, with Reeves. Mm-hmm. And he just spent, yeah, a good, like, 15, 20 minutes with us. Talking and... Oh, yeah. And um, I, I remember saying to him, because I'd met him 10 years ago at a gig in London, and I said, you looked really miserable on the photo that I had with you. So, <laughs> so could you be a bit happier? <laughs> awesome. And so he did this happy face, like like this extreme happy face. Yeah, he's uh, like pulling on the photo. face up there. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and, um, so that was funny. And yeah, those photos were, were, were cool, yeah. That's rad. <laughs> Would you mind yeah. if I share them with this episode when I post it up so people could see them? Or do you want to hold No, them? not at all. Oh, okay, cool. Share it, yeah. Yeah, it, it's pretty funny, especially with that context there. That he was. <laughs> Sounds like yeah. you, you caught him at prime Robert hours at four in the morning. He's like, it is most awake and ready to have fun. Yeah, I think he usually just like, he usually just like gets up at that time. I yeah. Think, <laughs> so, yeah, if you think all the other ones, it's probably just because it's like, his morning or something. That's why he always looks tired and grumpy. Yeah, <laughs> so. Actually, I think that's I think that's the time he goes to bed, isn't it? I yeah, got that I think so. so. He goes to bed about like five, six in the morning. Yeah, a couple hours later, like, even lives through the night. It's quite an interesting way to to live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my my favorite. Uh, obviously, that's the one 
outstanding moment of meeting Robert. I mean, that to spend a good 15, 20 minutes with him was yeah, just... Yeah, that would be amazing. I can't even man, imagine. he was on form, yeah. Yeah, cool. Just... Like, he was signing, like, vinyls that we had, um, just chatting. We, we asked him a few things, and I, I can't remember what, what we said exactly, but right. I think... I think I asked him that night if they would play the 13th. Yeah. <laughs> <For some reason. laughs> it's like, no, and he was you like, uh, it. <laughs> and I, I said, is that in your repertoire? Can you play it? Yeah. He said, oh, yeah, we, we, it is in our repertoire, but I, I can't remember his specific answer, but uh, they didn't play it. They've not played it since. Huh. Yeah, it's so, crazy. The, the, the bank that they keep on file, you think they could probably give a pretty decent rendition of anything if you just pulled it out it's just whether they want to or not yeah. <laughs> it's like crazy yeah. you'd think you'd just be like oh god no we'll, we're never gonna play that again or something yeah but, uh, I, I kind of feel like I'm dwelling on the 13th a bit too much in yeah why not <laughs> it's good to give that one a little I, more I love than it, no, yeah. usually doesn't I get too much admit, it's not my favorite cure song yeah <laughs> it has a, a sentimental value yeah, I yeah. think that's why I mentioned it to him that night that's um, cool. When I met him, but yeah, yeah. And actually, I remember like ten years ago, ten years before that, meeting the band in London in two thousand and three. Mm -hmm. And I remember speaking to Perry, and and my friend said to Perry, "Oh, this this guy, meaning me, mm -hmm. got into the cure through the 13th. <laughs> and Perry was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, he was a bit, he was a bit shocked by that. I yeah, think. see, they're probably still talking about you because. <laughs> That one guy, he actually liked the single. <laughs> awesome. That's cool. Yeah, we um, also love to ask people, especially ones that have seen tons of shows, I guess for you it can make it a two-parter, like a favorite time machine show. Do you have one that you would go back to specifically that, that was just never humanly possible to do, and then one that maybe was in your age and time frame that you just missed for whatever reason? I think it would have been cool to see them in the early 80s. Yeah. Like whether it's the um, 17 seconds face pornography era, that would have been. Uh, yeah, if, you, if I could step back in time and live through all those albums and yeah. the concerts at that time, that would have been. That would be pretty, cool. Pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> but it's not going to happen. So yeah. it's just um, <laughs> But yeah, something from around that era, I, I would. Yeah. Take any of them. Yeah. <laughs> Not a specific one, but just any anything around that era. Yeah, it's good answer. Yeah. yeah, and was there any one that that you missed for whatever reason that you regret or anything like that? Um, that's a, that's a difficult question, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, I they played some shows in two thousand and fourteen around Christmas. That I couldn't attend because I was in I was actually in Spain with family. Okay. Um, and they played a lot of the top that night on yeah, those three yeah. shows. Like, yeah, I remember those being pretty London. epic. So those, those possibly. I mean, I I, I would have loved to have been there. Yeah. But obviously, I, I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We. My ref the reflections one was the one that always kills me too because we were like I think oh like, yeah like the baby was on the way kind of thing and it was just like oh, yeah, yeah. totally broke nowhere <laughs> yeah we would have had the I think like New York at best and I made kind of a 
half-hearted attempt to buy tickets while at work, you know, and it just like sold out in two seconds. And I'm like, ah, oh, it wasn't meant to be, you know, <laughs> just like, yeah, oh God, no, just um, crushes or, or uh, even just that last disintegration in Sydney, you know, it's yeah. like to the point where I was like in the queue for the lottery to get tickets or I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to fly to the other side of the planet, you know, <laughs> it's going to cost a fortune, <laughs> you know, but I love Australia, but at the same time, yeah, so I was so glad they did the live stream of that and they did a little less painful, okay, you know, yeah, but, cool. um, but yeah, so there's always one. Yeah, I'm sorry you did, I'm sorry you missed Reflections, Reflections are really good actually. Yeah. Um, I went to the London show at the Royal Albert Hall. Awesome. But yeah, that was that was a, a good experience. Yeah. But yeah, like you say, kids come along and that's yeah. your priority. So. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. but you know, actually, on that subject, Gavin, yeah. my, I named my daughter Elise. Awesome. Yeah, I was gonna ask. I was uh, thinking Elise or Charlotte, but uh, it's cool to hear Elise got the, the official one, or Figurehead would be a good name for a kid. But, 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 but that's awesome. Very cool. So is yeah. she a fan so of the I song? Have you told told the whole story? <laughs> Probably a million yeah, times. Yeah, my daughter's eight now, um, okay. but I remember when my wife got pregnant that I said to her, look, if it's a girl, we're calling her Elise. Because nice. that was always my dream to have a daughter called Elise. Nice. And yeah, so it just so happened that it it did turn out to be a, a girl. Um, so it was my choice awesome. of the name. <laughs> nice. Glad it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I couldn't come up with anything clever. I was like, Robert is a little a little too standard, you know. Or <laughs> just name the kid Robert Smith <laughs> is the first name, you know. <laughs> so. Yeah. We've, I've seen your son on a couple of. He's been on a couple yeah, of. Yeah, we've had him on a few yeah, times. He's a cool. he's a big Cure fan. Yeah. yeah, Henson. We went with Jim Henson route instead of Robert for him. So he's more Muppet like yeah. anyway. So. <laughs> but, <laughs> Is but, he a Cure fan? Yeah, he loves them. So he's he's dying for the new shows to get announced too. So we're gonna definitely get him to at least one of them there and. You know, I initially was like, well, yeah, we can hang out on like the lawn of a pavilion in case he gets antsy or anything. He's like, no, we got to get front row down in it. We're getting it. <laughs> I was like, all right, man. <laughs> Careful what you yeah. ask for. But, <laughs> but it was really cool. That'll be awesome, bro. What, what an experience at 10 years old to go to a cure show. You know? But like, as you get older, and it's probably the same for you, but you, with more life experience, you the songs take on a new meaning. So, like, yeah, for sure. I mean, these new songs really hit emotionally just because of the stuff I've been through personally in the last few years, you yeah. know? So, so yeah, it's just, they're just amazing. Yeah, but, and it's cool that he's like kind of ahead in the writing out the soundtrack of my future life too, you know, as, as yeah. weird or tacky as that might sound, but it's like, you know, going back to me not being blown away by blood flowers initially because I was like, just getting out of like college and was kind of like, yeah, well, you know, I don't really need to be dwelling on some guy that's like turning 40 and he's bitching about <laughs> it the way he did with disintegration or whatever. <laughs> so I mean, I liked it, but it seemed a little like kind of not up there with disintegration and stuff. And, uh, right. but then, you know, you start getting towards that period of my life now and I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah he knew all along. It makes total sense now. <laughs> It's yeah. like 39 all of a sudden like is like the soundtrack of my life or something. <laughs> it's just like yeah this makes so much sense and um, yeah 
Blood Flowers was the first album that I was like really waiting for for me because it came after Wild Mood Swings. Obviously, um, it was the first new music I'd been waiting for. So for me, it's again, it's quite a special album. For yeah, me. that's um, cool. But Blood Flowers T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think it's a pretty solid album. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely parts that I'm like not as crazy about but like yeah it, it grows on me it's probably been the one that's grown on me the most over the years of like really yeah. genuinely loving it and would get excited if you know 80 percent of that album got played live i'd be like Woo, freaking out you yeah know? So, so. yeah i mean out, out of this world is actually one of my all-time favorite cure songs yeah so that like, one's just lovely it's such it's a cool an amazing yeah. song i loved it from the first minute i heard it live Mm-hmm. like before the album was released oh, um, cool. I, I still love it it's just an amazing song for me did you see a lot of the ones on the dream tour then i saw the i saw the blood flowers uh promo gig in mm-hmm. london astoria in in february uh-huh. um that was the week before the album came out okay because the album came out on Valentine's Day. Yeah. It's quite an interesting one. Um, so I saw them on that. And I saw them <coughs> in London on the Dream Tour and then a festival in the summer. So it was like three times that yeah. year. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, those Dream Tour really... was really good, actually. Yeah, there that was some was, cool, uh, like, darker variety in there. Yeah, we had a good faith encore for when we saw them on that one and stuff. So. Yeah. Which gig were you at on that tour? Um, it was at Meriwether uh, Pavilion in um, Maryland, like just above DC, kind of. So I can't okay. remember where in the tour it fell, but it was uh, just the one off there. But it was a really cool, cool show. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we had decent seats. You know, we're kind of the back yeah. side, but um. But yeah, just really kind of because it focused on a lot of the darker stuff, you know. I think a lot of the yeah. shows on that tour did, which was cool. Just to get yeah, that, I think they only played like two singles when I saw them. Yeah, cool. Like crazy, really. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just deep album tracks. And, yeah. Yeah, it was an interesting time. But like you say, it depends on your life at the time as to how you experience an album. Yeah, exactly. So it's pretty cool and like you said it's just when they're changing even just song meanings or something you know it's just it's it's cool these yeah. songs that have been with you and i like that they kind of or maybe i just put them on such a pedestal that i don't even totally let them identify with parts of my life even if i was totally binging it during a breakup or some horrific yeah. thing that was happening you know it's like yeah. I'll let it be that soundtrack, but I won't let it become what that song's about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, something like that. Well, um, you know, totally change meanings, and and that's cool because they grow with you, you know. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Not too many. Yeah, bands. totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there are so many bands that you even love, or songs that you love, and that's kind of the beauty of it too. Is when you hear about it, you think of like, oh, that beach trip or whatever, you know. And it is just this specific thing that you identify with it but um yeah it's like pictures of you is just like the whole package <laughs> it's like every breakup every relationship every death of the family everything you know it's just like <laughs> gravity secure song isn't it it's like quintessential if you had to pick like one song to like demonstrate the cure to yeah probably wasn't a fan you'd probably pick something like that because it's like yeah it's just it's got that sort of 
catchy element to it, but still it's like a yeah. quite a little, it can be that yeah. emotional and, emotional and sentimental, song, yeah. but yeah, but a, a poppy single still technically, you know. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being so like blown away in the US anyway when because it was like after the success of love song here chart wise you know and and then right, they, yeah and then lullaby they shifted it for us where lullaby came out later and then they followed it up with pictures of you and i was always like how is pictures of you not like a number one hit after you like you know the yeah. world's aware of love song but just kind of further proves that the charts are usually the last people to know you know but that you were waiting for those singles to come out that, that's, yeah uh, yeah that i was, was like super young time to come that, to... was, that was the first album that i got as a new album as a kid i was just in like sixth grade and yeah I just remember like it breaking big and stuff and like nobody knew who they were oh. and stuff other than our few little skater friends you know <laughs> it was kind of, it was like they're my band i've been telling you about <laughs> so, but uh yeah it was, it was definitely well, an amazing time to be into, into the cure yeah yeah um, i looked out yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's very cool yeah well i don't want to keep you too long man i appreciate it talking and meeting you so uh yeah yeah no, it's been good it's always good to talk about the cure so yeah awesome cool really enjoyable it's great to throw you into the mix here so we'd love to have you back sometime we can hash out any yeah. specific thing we decide to dive into uh i don't think we've done our official 13th episode yet so maybe we can rehash all the magic again for a specific 13th <laughs> themed episode for the whatever anniversary that's bound to come up <laughs> some yeah, a, a, a reputation just being the 13th Teeth guy, guy. <laughs> exactly <laughs> no we, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure that's the reputation i want we won't put that <laughs> yeah we won't put that stereotype cool. on you there <laughs> so but yeah we would love to have you back anytime man it's been a pleasure talking to you and getting yeah it's been good guys thanks for having me on yeah anytime you want to reach out do um keep going with the podcast because it's really really great to hear well thank you so much for listening and and i really appreciate you saying that so we'll we'll keep it going until somebody tells us to stop (laughs) until we get shut down so (laughs) and the other fellas (laughs) want to send their regards to you they're off being responsible right now and stuff and couldn't make the call but we'll we'll have you in with the full gang for for a proper uh throw down (laughs) it's cool i'm good Sounds good. Awesome. Well, thanks again so much. I'll be in touch and uh, we'll sign off for now. Say uh, thanks for joining us and uh, stay tuned for, for more Holy Hour. Talk hard. Thanks, Gavin. All right, again, a very special thank you to Tom for chatting with us and reaching out and becoming part of our Patreon family. Glad to have you on board, man. And uh, that's going to do it for us for now. Uh, The plan is to squeeze in a Wish Deluxe review episode soon if the damn package ever shows up. But uh, until then, you know, that's the plan. We also want to do our end of the year episode like normal where uh, we'll be recapping everything Holy Hour and everything Cure and definitely the end of the Lost World Tour. It's bound to be pretty epic there on those last three nights. So we might save the finale uh, tour update to com- 
combine with that last finale episode of our year. So uh, we'll probably kick off the new year with a nice cozy Cure Covers episode like normal. But um, anything could happen. Drop of a hat, hint, hint, new album. Never can be sure, though. So best way uh, to keep on track of things is probably just to subscribe to Apple or uh, YouTube or Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Be sure to be ready when the next one's coming out. And follow us on the Holy Hour podcast on Instagram and like our Facebook page so you can see extra nuggets that we throw out for each episode. Like this week, we'll include clips of the Hamburg 2002 show that Tom talked about. Uh, we'll dig up some of those classic 13th clips just for Tom. And uh, we're also going to include Tom's awesome pictures with Robert Smith himself. So check it out on Facebook so you can be part of the action. And you're always welcome to email me directly at gavinconnor at gmail.com. Again, a very special thank you to Tom and a very special thank you to you guys for listening out there. We'll catch you back here next time on the Holy Hour. Holy Hour.